Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. So today we've got something a little bit special planned for you guys uh, based on the current situation and what we're actually going through uh, with this whole coronavirus uh, globally. Uh, So I brought in a good friend of mine. Uh, He's also the managing director of Blue Rock Law. Uh, We have with us Bruce McFarlane. Welcome, Bruce. Thanks, Jamie. Um, So... A lot of people out there probably don't really know what Blue Rock is, uh, so tell us. Give us a quick overview of what Blue Rock is, your journey with Blue Rock, uh, and then your journey to actually getting getting there. Uh, so thanks. Yeah, Blue Rock Law is part of um, a multidisciplinary firm called Blue Rock. Um, so we are an entrepreneurial advisory firm. So awesome. what that means in plain English is that we do provide a number of different services to businesses, predominantly um, small to medium-sized enterprises. So it started as an accounting firm about yeah. 12 years ago. Wow. Um, and then since then, Pete Layla, the founder, added a number of different businesses. So we have a, a law firm, a wealth management firm, a an ins- general insurance business, yeah. a, a mortgage broking or a finance business. Um, as well as a property consulting business, a digital agency. So we had a number of different businesses. Um, All wrapped up together is about 180 people. And and you're based here in Melbourne? And we're based here in Melbourne. Yeah, good. And you you take care of the law? So I run the law firm, yeah. So I I work across the other businesses. Um, So I guess one of the beauties of working in a multidisciplinary business, you get to work in other areas rather than just your discipline. Take care of what your skill set is. Yeah, good, good, good. So as I mentioned at the start, we're going to sort of dive a little bit deeper into this whole coronavirus thing uh, because recently, even personally myself, over the last couple of days, a lot of people are asking questions and it's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, There's a lot changing, there's a lot happening. Uh, But I wanted to get someone like yourself in who sort of is in the game day in, day out. And now we're seeing the the, the consequences of what this is causing for for businesses out there. Uh, And just so you know, to the listeners out there, we're not actually going to be talking about the actual virus itself um, because obviously we're both not doctors and we don't have that expertise. But we are going to look at, from a business standpoint, some things to think about, some tips and strategies to help you sort of get through this period of time as well. So why don't you take it away, Bruce? Sort of like give us some understanding of what it's meant for some businesses and some key things that we can start with for the listeners to actually get their head around. Um, yeah, thanks. It's obviously very massive implications for the business community in Australia and the, and the effects will be seen for some time and we don't really know how long that's going to be um, because we don't really know how long or the effect of the virus in Australia. Yeah. Um, obviously what's happening in Europe is... is um, tragic both for the um, the lives that are being lost but then yeah. also the mental health issues of the business and totally. and losing people losing their jobs yeah. lost yeah. Um, their loved ones and and so forth so in Australia um, we're seeing this uh, it's all changing by the day so what happened this weekend where governments made some decisions around shutting down had some um, dramatic and immediate effect on businesses mm-hmm. that are lo- no longer allowed to open. Totally. Um, at, like, what twenty four hours notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. close or make changes. It's that's right. It's, and so the government, um, and, and that will continue. So there'll be different. Cha- so I imagine that we will have another announcement within the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Really? Okay. Around. Yeah other types of businesses that will mm. close down and if we're seeing what's happening in New Zealand and other countries, yeah. you know, people's freedoms of being able to move around the streets will change. And so yeah. that what that hap- means is the, the flow and effect. Um, probably two areas that we're seeing the biggest impact and our client base um, is very focused on this area is hospitality and retail. Yeah. And so yeah. people not going out, they're not buying, they're not going to restaurants and pubs and which are now... They're not shut down. They're still allowed to operate. A lot of them, pubs, not. But um, restaurants are still allowed to trade, but the people aren't attending them. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's having a huge impact on the business. And and they're having to pivot so quickly. And it's probably something that, one, they weren't really ready for and weren't ready for if if they were, like, for that scale. You can just imagine, like, home delivery services, if everyone's still ordering online because they can't even go to the shops to buy things. Was a restaurant ready for that demand as well? No, that's right. So the... You know, the hospitality industry's had its challenges. You know, we've had some <laughs> business failure. Yeah. George Callan Burris is probably the, the highest profile, but a number of businesses have had some challenges with the introduction of Uber Eats um, Spot on. In the, over the last couple of years or and Spot other on. delivery services. So it, it hasn't been a great period. Totally. Um, it, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to talk about the bushfires and the effect on the rural communities, there but you go. looking yeah. predominantly at the cities in, in Melbourne and Sydney, yeah. you've got high costs of labor you've got high rent um you've got delivery costs and then you throw in a pandemic totally. um, <laughs> it hasn't been a great period of time oh. for in, in hospitality yeah, so yeah. so so hospitality is one area that's really struggling um if you move into general retail what people are finding is that there's online is increasing so people Correct. are still people are it's buying like things plan. at the moment yeah. whilst you know unemployment figures have been pretty good that's (laughs) changing yeah yeah Yeah. that's changing so people have been spending money in retail they just haven't been going into the stores as often yeah things like obviously supermarkets people are um hoarding so there's been a massive that's another whole episode that's another (laughs) another effort (laughs) behaviors is a totally we we won't talk about people's behaviors in a crisis but um food businesses uh, sorry, supermarkets. Totally. They've had a big spike. Correct. That's going to flatten. Bunnings, home repairs, people... Office work. Gyms, you know, uh, I mean, offices, sorry, yeah. fitness equipment. People yeah. have to work out at home because yeah. they can't go to the gym. Yeah. So there's yeah. lots of businesses yeah. that are seeing this spike, which is they're expecting that that's going to flatten pretty quickly as soon as yeah. we're locked in. Totally. So, so what does this lockdown mean for, you know, again, let's talk about the hospitality and, and retail world. Like, what does that sort of mean for them? Uh, and then also... For people out there who are not too sure what it could mean for their business, like if they they don't know where it's going to go from, yeah. So we'll talk about, I guess, business generally, mm-hmm. and probably the the number one tip for all business, and we'll get to things like government stimulus packages totally. and bank yeah. relief and things like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. probably the number one thing to think about at the moment is if you're a business owner, is to have daily visibility on your cash position. So that flows through into all lots of the other points we're going to talk about um you know where but understanding your cash position because most businesses have gone through forecasting and they're they're reviewing it regularly and things like that now if you say assuming you you can continue to trade so we won't talk about the ones that have shut but you're continuing to trade what's the impact of people not walking around the street on your sales is it 20 percent? is it 40 percent what, what's going to happen? So yeah, you yeah. need to cut 
your revenue projections by a substantial number. Um, some businesses are closing, so it's a hundred percent of their revenue is stopping immediately. Stops. Yeah. Okay. Well. Wow. So we need to think about that. Mm-hmm. And then, what we'll think about is, you know, what are the implications on your suppliers, your customers, yeah. your relationship yeah. with your mm-hmm. bank, mm-hmm. your relationship mm-hmm. with your landlord, and your relationship with your staff. Staff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. whole lot of implications. There's so many, so many more things that come off the back of it, not just what we see on, you know, front. Front of mind, yes. What's the, what's the ripple effect that it creates? Um, cool. So you actually mentioned those those five those five things: the suppliers, the banks, the landlord, staff, and customers. In each of those five things, is there any sort of tips, direction, anything that you'd want to give to the? Because those key things would be the number or well, the first five things you want to be thinking about uh, yeah. if you're in business right now. Any so, advice, direction, comments that you can give on on those. Yeah, again, I, I won't talk. I'll talk about this, the, this, what the government's doing separately. Yeah. But um, I think just for business owners, without relying on on the government money for the time being. So totally. If we talk about okay, we talk about suppliers. So with your suppliers, you need to look at, you know, the the first um, effects of the coronavirus were not being able to get supply out of China. So that mm. the first thing was the type of business that you've got. Am I am I going to be able to continue to get my products? Is the first thing. The second thing is back to budgeting. Can I pay for them? <laughs> so yeah. I need to look at what my arrangements are with my suppliers. So look at your cash flow. Look at the actual supply of the products. How am I going to get the products from my suppliers to my customers? Correct. How does that yeah. work? Yeah. So yeah. so that's really important. Is is it looking at that full supply chain, mm. and is there likely to be any interruption along the way to getting my products yeah. to my customers? Will there be any breaks in that chain? If I yeah. can't sell it, like I can't get hand sanitizer, yeah. I can't sell it. Correct. So my revenue is going to drop because what proportion is toilet paper and hand sanitizer as part of my sales totally. as my if revenue mix? In. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And then banks. So with your banks. Um, so I, I will touch on that now, but the banks have already started to provide some relief for awesome. their customers. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what what's called the the bank care package. So the Australian Banking Association or the ABA um, has a number of the large banks as members, and they're looking already at deferral of principal and interest repayments yeah. from all loans yeah. um, and retail loans for six months for for small business customers. If you've got less than three million dollars in total debt, nice. so that okay. so that's massive. Yeah. The other thing is personal. So, you know, the the banks have all have hardship departments. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people hear about the being in the bad bank when yeah. you're not paying your bank. Well, <laughs> hardship's not quite the bad bank. Yeah, it's yeah. you're on the way to the bad <laughs> bank. Yeah, yeah. But what you've done is you've put your hand up before you've ended up in the Correct. bad bank. So, here so you help. Yeah. the hardship departments of the banks are listening to people saying, well. You know, I borrowed whatever a million dollars to buy my house based on the fact that I had a business and was generating revenue of X, yeah. and my distributions out of that business were Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all stopped now. So I don't I either got no income or I've got substantially less income. So I can't pay my home loan at the moment. And so the banks are being very understanding. Now this is the banks that we were bashing up a year ago <laughs> on the Royal Commission, right? So I think at the yeah, moment, yeah, um, yeah, a strong banking sector, which totally. we've got. Is will absolutely mm. vital mm. to the survival mm. of businesses. Yeah, good point. Good point. It's um, funny you say that because it was yeah, twelve months ago that everyone was ripping into them. Everyone, yeah. So they were the worst worst people in the world mm. at the moment. 
um, we need them more than ever. Yeah, Personally, in, in the small business land, people have got personal debt and business yeah. debt. And you need mm. to be able to mm. talk to your mm. bank mm. about mm. your personal debt yeah. and your business debt. Your overall position. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the banks, so the big ones, you know, they've released guidelines. The non-ABA members, you know, banks like ING and Bank West and Judo Bank, yep. Yep. Um, they also have packages in place. So okay. pretty much the whole banking sector is acting quite quickly good to, to make some changes so play i think their part yeah, yeah to play their part so yeah. you just need to understand what your debt position is yeah and the worst case scenario you do have to liquidate some assets mm. so mm. if you happen to have been fortunate enough to buy a holiday house or mm. have an investment mm. property mm. things like that um it's not going to be a great time because you potentially may need to sell that correct in this market yeah. okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh next one you mentioned was landlord Landlords. Yeah, so so the, there will be more to come on this one, but at the moment, um, this is what we're saying to our clients that are predominantly tenants and not landlords. Yeah. So the, the SMEs, the small businesses, retailers, and hospital businesses is they. This was two weeks ago. Get on the front foot with your landlord. Um, you need to talk about rent abatement or rent concessions or not paying rent, <laughs> whatever, whatever the yeah, however you want to phrase it. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you need to get on the front foot now. The large property trust landlords, um, the shopping centre owners, haven't been quick to come to the party for their tenants because yeah. they're saying, "Look, the shopping centres are still open. You can still trade, mm. um, so it's okay for the time being." Extreme, yeah, um, yeah. In reality, you know, you can fire a cannon through Chadstone at the moment <laughs> yeah, exactly and right. you won't hit anyone. It's like, so yeah. it, it's not great. And you get, and you get car park right at the front yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're getting a car park at Chadstone. Yeah, So totally. you're doing that. So so the, what's happening now, like, you know, since it's the effects of the coronavirus in Australia for a couple of weeks, yeah. that 50% rent abatement is not out of the question for businesses that continue to trade. So, you know, asking for that... Um, if you're shut, you're going to have to say... Now, Now, I think what's going to happen is the government are going... We'll the, step the, in. Yeah. To, so they're, they're yeah. talking to at the moment. So the flow-on effect is, though, that if you're a mum and dad property owner and you just happen to own one shop in a strip shopping centre and it's a cafe and it's now shut, you've probably got interest on your loan that you borrowed. So just to say that we're going to stop rent, which is what happened in France, Yeah, yeah. we stopped... Stop having to pay rent. That's great. But then what about the people that own the property? And it's okay. Shopping mm. centres... Yeah, so there's the flow so on effect. half. So, that, so, so you have to look at interest and... You yeah, know, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot, lot to, to think, think about. about. But yeah. definitely try and negotiate some sort of deal. But yeah, think to talk to your landlords. If you haven't already done it, yeah. do it straight Get away. It. Because it, it, even if you're in an office building, your revenue is going to go down. Correct. Like Blue Rock. We're at uh, in La Trobe Street in Melbourne. Yeah, We've yeah. got two and a half floors in yeah. La Trobe Street. Yeah. There's, we had a case of coronavirus um, yeah. last week. Yeah. And so we've shut out, we shut our office yeah. ten, eight it's days good. ago. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've talked to our landlords straight away about the implications on totally. our rent because our revenue's gone down. And it's going to continue for not just for Blue Rock, but for many companies over this next who knows mm. how long. You know, until it all sort of all sort of comes together. The fourth one you mentioned was staff. Yeah. So again, I won't. I'm not going to get into the the technical um, implications of a shutdown compared to not a shutdown, yeah. and you know what what people can do. But I guess the the first thing is being transparent and open with your staff early. So um, if you haven't already done it, 
talk to your staff. You've got to... So things like, can your staff reduce their hours or get paid less or a combination of the two? Ideally, in this current environment, not making redundancies is the best case for everyone. Correct. Correct. Because it's going to be very difficult for your staff to find another job in this environment, regardless (laughs) of what their expertise is. So so, um, your requirements, if you are making redundancies, there's a consultation period. We're not... You're not exempt from... All of the current workplace laws, mm, so mm, you can't mm. just go. You know, we're just going to make everyone. You know, you need to consult with the staff. Correct. What we recommend is that people um, communicate with all of their staff. Yeah. Now, if you've got thousands of staff, that might be, and it's probably going to be by video conferencing now. Totally, is yeah. to to get all of your staff. So you talk to all of your staff about what the business is doing, but you may need to do individual consultation with your staff to understand their personal situations Correct. and help um, out as best as possible, and help out and, yeah. and help out what you do. So. Yeah. Part-time arrangements, short-term salary costs, yeah. cuts, um, yeah. things yeah. like that is, you know, the problem is the time frame. You know, if we say to people, everyone in is going to four days, effective immediately, um, for how long? Well, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. So yeah. you need to review That's these tough. things pretty yeah. regularly. Totally. Um, ideally, make a decision, try and move on and go forward. Yeah. Um, and then communicate again more broadly. Correct. correct. I think now more than ever, it's equally as important to have, because you know, like you said, the, the government's bringing out every day, every second day, like you said, probably the next 24 to 48 hours will be another announcement. That might change what's already happening, you know, and what people are doing. So I think it's really important to have people on your side that know what's actually happening and how it can impact your business so that you can put the best foot forward for one, you personally, your business, your team, and your clients. Um, because if you're not, then you probably like we've experienced. Like if, if someone's not on top of most of this, then they could very quickly and very easily get left behind, um, which could be a little bit scary and have massive impacts. Yeah, that's right. And probably, and of course, the biggest issue with staff is their health and safety. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you yeah. need to think about, True. you know, where where are you providing? You know, you, you're not exempt from the work covered provisions either. So totally. You know, so you need to ensure that. Firstly, if they're still at work, i.e., you know, my daughter works at a cafe, yep. so she's um, serving customers. Yep. You know, now now they've it's only takeaway now, but she's still frontline with people all day, every day. Yeah. I think she's never washed her hands so many times in her whole <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, she's they're, yeah. they're not wearing a mask, but maybe yeah. they should be. Yeah. Like, think yeah. about if if you're coming into contact with people. Um, regularly, mm. what are you what are you providing to you? Your place? You know, yeah. it's not it's no good to say, oh, sorry, there's no hand sanitizer. Correct. You know, I couldn't buy it when I went down to the shops today <laughs> yeah. because you, you, it doesn't you, cut it. You know, it doesn't cut it. Yeah. You, you need to look after your staff. Yeah. So yeah. you need to consider that. The second thing is, what about if someone in their family or your community more generally actually test positive? Test positive. Yeah. Or, or totally. so it's just firstly suspected of it. Correct. Yeah. Well, exactly right. Yep. Because there's lots of people, and I. I heard today that the um, NAB, there was a NAB employee that... Yes, it was on the news, I think, mid last week. Yeah, that it wasn't true. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Because I remember seeing on the news, they're all like running out, yeah. not running out, but like yeah. leaving because it was... Yeah, so there's, you know, again, I don't know if it's true, but this will happen. People will say, oh, you know, I think I've got coronavirus. Whether or not they're lying or whether they just have got a cold yeah. and just, you know extremely paranoid about it at the moment wow. um, we've got to think about that so then there's so what happens people you inside know, staff there's a whole yeah, yeah. so 
So there's all this stuff. So That's correct. You've think, got to think of if someone does get sick, if they've come in contact with someone who's sick, what happens to the entire team? What happens to the company? What provisions have you got in place? Yeah. How do you prevent that from even happening at the workplace? Yeah, so that's been evolving um, really rapidly mm. as to what mm. what is health, and what are the right health and safety regimes for your staff if they can come to the place of work. Now let's roll for our business. We can run it remotely, yep. so we've got 180 people, as I yep. said. We're all using Microsoft Teams or totally. using Zoom meetings. Zoom calls, we're, yeah. we're doing all these things, and it's not ideal to deal with your clients via totally. that, but everyone's adapting pretty quickly. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. The next thing, though, is health and safety of them working at home. In that, there you go too. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. If this, if we didn't have the coronavirus, you know, you'd be making your staff sign, sign off on certain things. You might Correct. be getting them to take photos of their home because if they get injured at home whilst they're working and they're at home, they're still covered under their work cover policy that you've taken out. So you, you got to think about that as well. So. So staff just are working saying, at home. yeah, no worries, just work from wherever you like. You know that's great. You need to know where your staff are actually working and make well, sure that you've made some yeah, inquiries yeah. as to what what's the environment like where they're working that it is safe. Um, because you, as an employer, ultimately you'll be liable. So even if they're at home and you, again, so what would you suggest? Like provide images. We just got we're getting ours just to take a photo. So we just it was a bit of a joke at the start of course um, and there's a lot of photos of dogs um, but it was like <laughs> just not, send us a, on the beach yeah, yeah. send us yeah. a photo because yeah. it, you know we've got a very, you know, quite a young staff you yeah. know it's a it's a professional services firm there's lots of people not teenagers but there's of a course. lot of people in their 20s yeah. they live at home they've got younger siblings that are working and playing yeah. you know, at school yeah. university yeah. You, you want them to be productive, totally, and safe. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And and then, but I think the, I think the biggest thing there for me was like even understanding that even though they're at home, they still fall under like yep. your whole. Well, yeah, so that's definitely something to think about there if you are having people stay at home too. And the last one was customers. Um, so the fifth one there was customers as well. Yeah, so this is it's an interesting one, and I'll, I'll talk from personal experience. You know, we provide services and people. Um, this time are very, very keen to talk to their lawyers and their accountants because there's a lot of stress going on. But our concern as a professional services organisation is one, getting is invoicing, yeah. and two, is getting paid. And flow, th- you know, think about this in all sorts of industries. So think about your customers. So first one is how am I going to get paid for my services or who am I providing my, th- my services to? In so, point, yeah. Um, now think about other, you know. So for us, it's you know we're providing services, we're having payment up front, which you know, some law firms do that all the time. Yeah. Some accounting firms do it regularly. Um, it's not common practice, you know, yeah. when you're working really close with your firms. To first conversation you have when say, oh, you know, Excellent I can help dollars. you, but it's going to cost X. Correct. These conversations are going to be you know front and center. Stock standing. You know, yeah. In the eighties, it was cash in a brown paper bag <laughs> to get any work done, and, and that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. these. Nice is understanding who your customers are and their ability to pay mm, mm, um, mm. for the services. The other one is your product mix and, you know, how do you, we talked about before, is what are the service, the products or services that you're providing to your customers and can I, can I adapt to a different style of providing the same services or can I um, provide different services that are related Correct. to pivot my business really quickly? Yeah. Yeah, especially now with this whole online world, like in a way, we're glad to have that now, where you can almost take 
yeah. not any business, but a high percentage of businesses can now go online and sell yep. their product or service through an online platform where they don't need the old brick and mortar store. Yeah, um, which is which is really beneficial as well. Which you might even see a like you said more and more people spending money online. Uh, but again, as a business owner, I think it's a, it's a real key thing to get in that space. And like 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 we were chatting before, which we can probably chat about now. Like we're chatting about the AFL, it'll never be the same again. What do you think about business ever being the same again in general? Like, will it will people move more to the online world? Will like, what, what, what do you think long term? Like in the whole business itself. Yeah, I, there's going to be. It, it's the business world is never going to be the same as it was before. So, um, you know, the, some of the periods in the past um, played out over a, a longer period of time. So, yeah. you know, whilst there was a stock market crash in the '80s and the GFC, the credit crunch in the in the um, 2000s, um, it, it fixed itself. You know, like it played totally. out, and businesses thought, oh, you know, they didn't really know what was happening. It was, it wasn't. A virus, correct? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's that's shutting yeah. down. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's in every country in the world now. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to have this, and it's all you know. Things have changed. You, you know, if you think back two weeks ago to what you you know yeah. the way people were thinking about well, and it, living, yeah, yeah, yeah. People's you know now daily images of what's happening in the world are flowing through in a business. So p- people are changing, and, and the the AFL is a good example. So yeah. you know. Malcolm Blight was a coach of the Adelaide Crows when they won the grand final um, in the 90s. I think he had one assistant coach and one fitness guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. If you look at a football game today, there'll be somewhere 20 people. That's just in the coach's box totally. and sitting on the ground, yeah. everyone mic'd up, yeah. Um, yeah. let alone all the people that are at home analysing yeah. the data and doing the stats. So there's, there's so many people. So in a club land... You've got all these people, you know, up to a hundred people that work in the club outside of the players, outside of the players yeah, yeah. that have all, all have different roles. Um, the clubs can't, the clubs can't, can't afford it now, so yeah. they've had to retrench all of these people. So you and, and the AFL itself, so the the, the bo- industry body, there's hundreds of people that work in the AFL, um, and they, you know. It was only the 80s where the clubs ran the AFL. It was the presidents and they all got together and then they elected to decide on appointing the commission and and off we go. And now we've got thousands of people that are full-time employees. Mm. Now, we Mm. look at business as well. You look at most entrepreneurs and business owners are are, are pretty glass half full. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You know, it's all going to be okay and they're making decisions around growth you know opportunity and growth we talk about that a lot at Blue Rock about opportunity and growth and that's that's great and we like to you know we've got 10 different businesses that we we operate and another 10 that we've invested in but I think now people are are going to be a little bit more conservative those the financial controller who says no to everything that you ask for you're going to listen to them a little bit more now because um, the bank's are going to make us <laughs> a yeah, little bit more tighten up, a bit tighten, up yeah. tighten our belts yeah. on how we operate our business. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned a little bit earlier there about the stimulus packages. You know, can you give us a really quick, brief sort of you know some of the touch points, some of the things that people need to think about out there, and, and what they can maybe go and speak to their lawyers or accountants about, or even reach out to you if they need to, about what it means for them and, and what position that could could put them in as well. Um, yeah, so the government, so we're, so we're talking about the Australian government here and um, 
not so much in state by state governments, yeah. but there's been a number of things that have been released and passed in the last 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so the coronavirus SME guarantee scheme was probably yeah. the most uh, talked about one, and this allows for the for people to take out a new loan which is unsecured for up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which fifty percent of it's guaranteed by the government. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's a big boost is that yeah. people can go and take out take totally. out a loan. Yeah. Um, so what we're talking about here is that. Um, you know, businesses that turn over less than $50 million. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's purely aimed at SMEs. Yeah. 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 Um, they, the terms are three years. They don't have to pay a payment for six months. So, okay. And there's no assets required and no fees on establishment. Yeah. So that's yeah. the first one. Payroll tax. So state by state, there's different ways that the government are approaching this. But, um, you know, for example, in Victoria, if you've, you've got three less than $3 million dollars, um, in the business size of the business, that you get a full refund of your payroll tax that you wow. pay. Okay. Um, New South Wales have got different regimes Numbers as well. Land yeah. tax again. There's some um, re- refunds or deferring land tax. Mm, um, mm, what mm. you're doing there? ATO coming to the party as well. So tax-free um, payments in relation to business. So if you've got a turnover of less than fifty million dollars, yeah. there's some concessions. hundred <coughs> percent of PAYG withheld um, in the January and June will be credited to um, future payments. So there's Good. there's things from the tax office, uh, you know, uh, there's instant asset write-offs for anything purchased after the 12th of March where yep. you can write off. It used to be a minute $30,000, it's expanded to $150,000. Well, yep, yep. So uh, in, again, I'll, t- I'll talk about Victoria, but liquor licensing fees um, have been waived during this time. Um, early release probably another one that's affecting both people personally is early release of superannuation yeah okay so individuals so sole traders um, and people that are affected um, lose their jobs can access up to $10,000 of their superannuation at at this time so that's important as well yeah you know getting people some money in their pockets yeah I guess one of the things for a business owner to be wary of though is that um if you're going to access these ATO requirements, you need to still comply. You need to put your BAS in. You need to do all of your compliance and then you defer your payments. It's not about just ignoring your compliance yeah. obligations. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, just, not like just showing up. Just don't show up. Yeah, like just still yeah. got to do everything as normal. Yep. You, you, the, the, the tax office will, will go hard on you if you... Just go hide. Do, yeah, if yeah. you go and hide. Yeah. Oh, it said this on the news and I thought I could just go and do whatever. Yeah. And the other yeah. one is that employers will still need to meet their ongoing superannuation obligations. Okay. okay. So you can't get out of that one. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's stimuluses as well. So there's yeah. $750 payments for people that um, are in security or, or lose their jobs. Yep. Um, yep. So sole traders and casual workers making less than you know, $1,000 a fortnight will be eligible for that. Um, and there's apprenticeship relief. Um, yeah, so there's a whole lot of stuff that's that cool. the government yeah. are doing. And that's is great. federally. Yeah. And then obviously state-based. State-wise um, as well. There's a whole... D- yeah. d- each state is dealing with it slightly differently. Yeah. Um, and I suspect that, you know, we've had a couple of different phases of stimulant stimulant packages totally and then we know yeah you were saying earlier that maybe um definitely blue rock are going to be rolling out like a a coronavirus page with all these tips and advice to and it'll be online where they can actually access all this information yeah so because we 
are looking at things through a multidisciplinary lens. Um, you know, we've got our accountants working away on certain things. We've got our superannuation team working on certain things, and yeah. the lawyers are obviously yeah. doing it. So, so we've set up a page which will probably go live today, yeah. where we've just collated all the information yeah. from the different business units and um, so people. And it'll, so not only we've got um, articles that we've written about, you know, we've written articles about insolvency because mm. insolvency is a big issue you know correct you need to consider whether or not you can actually pay your debts yep. uh, your employment obligations a little bit more detail on what about if I need to make my staff redundant you know what, yeah, what can I process? do yeah. if, am yeah. I in shutdown are the rules different if I'm in shutdown correct um, so that yeah. sort of stuff thinking about links for all the banks and all the banking mm, um, mm, all the, mm, the mm. hardship departments yeah. um, so the, all of that information. All the information you'll need on, on, like you said yeah. on all the different sectors will, will be there um, and I'll make sure I put that in the show notes as well for people to get access to. Um, you know, for a company now, like what does it look like to rebuild? You know, let's just say you know they get through this time. They've you know they've taken on everything we've said here. They've done their own research and they've gone to their own advisors. Um, and then they're like, okay, well now's the time for me to rebuild. You know, for you, even if it's just a couple of tips from experience that you've gone through, what does that look like? Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I'll show my age here. But um, so I, my family were in business in the 80s uh, and I was a teenager in the 80s and <laughs> working yeah. in family business. And yeah. so in the 80s, um, for people my age, interest rates were around 20%. Wow. Um, we had banks collapse in Victoria and things were pretty bad. And so it took some time before things improved. Yeah. And so... Businesses to get back on their feet really needed to control their cash and understand yeah. um, their growth. So it was more a sustained growth. The flips, the, the other side of it, so that's businesses that are really struggling, but there are a lot of businesses that are, are going to thrive totally. through this period. Yeah. So yeah. they're already online businesses. So they're already selling online. Um, people still need to buy products. So if they can get them to the customers, they're fine. There's people that have got that um, have either sold their businesses or have made money previously that have got cash. If you're an, Ameri- if you're an Australian living in the US and the Australian dollar is now like, 55 cents, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. it was 55 cents the last time I looked, you basically can buy something for half price yeah. now. So if your return is, you know, so today there's really big opportunities for people. Now that's, you know, so things like, you know, thinking about, investing in businesses um, to help them, but also looking at the upside of those businesses. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's the, the market, you know. Correct. So a lot of the work I do is, um, is, is M&A, mergers and acquisitions, so buying and selling businesses, raising capital, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Two weeks ago, those, biz- those transactions all got put on hold. Yeah. Some of them are still going ahead, and so which is great. The same in the property market. Hundred percent. Yeah, things slowed down. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just thinking about the type of business you've got and what sort of your clients are, look at what are the opportunities now during this tough time. Can I pivot? Like I said before, can I, you know, look at my products and services? That's one thing. So, and then the other one is coming out of this. Where are there? You know, look at the <laughs> the blue ocean. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where where can I see some mm. some gaps at where? You know, there's new opportunities that weren't there before. Um, there will be business failure. There'll be substantial 
um, a substantial number of businesses that won't survive this. Um, is that a t- is that a bad thing? Well, it's terrible, and it's terrible for all the employees. It's terrible for all the stakeholders in those businesses at the moment. But it's a it's almost a bit of a correction. Some of those businesses mm. were probably surviving on borrowed time anyway, Correct. and so yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've probably cool. w- what we're going to see mm-hmm. is that people that didn't put prudent business practices in place um, in the life of their business, so their systems and their processes, their management of their cash, their way they deal with their banks and their yeah. landlords mm-hmm. and their staff, all, the all those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably weren't um, best practice. Correct. And so they weren't able to sustain it. It's, like building, it's like building a house with bad foundations. There you go. Yeah. It's not going to last long in this weather. Uh, and I like what you said there. It seems to always come down to cash flow right now. Um, and sort of like what you said about the when your parents went through when they had the, their own business. Uh, and another thing now, I think about like now, but then into the future. Because even I'm, I was thinking about it today, like even if in two weeks' time they say, cool guys, everything's back open, whatever, like they said, that's what they say. They're still going to have these social distancing rules. They're still going to have these little things in place where it's like, it's not just, hey, go back to normal life. For the next who knows how long, there's still going to be some things in place. And how can you capitalize in that time as well? Uh, as, and then be prepared for it. But like, don't just get to that time, but oh, I thought they were going to drop all these rules. But let's be honest, like, they're probably going to keep that for some period of time until they're like satisfied that it's gone or controlled. Um, so it's definitely one thing to think about. What about, you know, you said it happened in the 80s with your parents and then it's happened three or four times in your life, in your lifetime so far. But how do you protect for the next... Yeah, not, think- not coronavirus, but, you know pandemic or, or correction that hits I think um, you know when you're starting out in business um, most people when they're an entrepreneur they run th- do things in the smell of an oily rag and in, in, <laughs> in, in, the, in the world we live in now you can f- you can do a lot of self-learning and you can find things on the internet and you know you might find some documents on the internet that set up your business for you and you, your supply terms that you use and your <laughs> yeah. custom template contract, here template there template yeah. there and I you know fell off the back of a truck or yeah totally one of my mates had one and so I just used it it was sort of the same business <laughs> yeah. but it was yeah. okay so yeah. I think um you know just looking at it again from the start and saying okay first one are my personal assets protected as much as I can? Yeah. So what are my business assets compared to my personal assets? There's going to be some real challenges for people at the moment that haven't done that well. Um, and so creditors are going to be coming Come after right. yeah. houses. So yeah. Yeah. Lo- look at your structure. Your structure needs to, to protect your assets, but also need to be tax effective for you operating Correct. a business yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so then think about that. Then think about... So looking at your stakeholders in your business as we've talked about and making sure that you know your arrangements with your debtors are best practice. So your yeah. customers, what are the what are the terms that you've got mm, with your customers? Mm, and if they mm. don't pay you, can you enforce it? Then what happens? Yep, because yeah. you yeah. need to get paid. Same with your suppliers, looking at the yeah. terms that you've got with your suppliers because if things get tight, what's the flex there? How flexible can they be on both sides? Um, probably the, a behavioural one at the moment is one that... Um, how do people deal with financial stress um, and you know in lots of different ways and we've seen you know what people are doing in hoarding and things like that but let's bring it to a business level who are the key people in your business and how well do you understand them and what are the rules so if you've got partners in your business or shareholders investors 
um, having a document in place. So because people do do things differently when they're under stress. So understanding their personality profiles, and we do a bit of that yeah. in our business, yeah. and to look at how they react in certain situations. But then having the key documentation or the arrangements in place, because it's yeah. times like this that one business owner wants to go one way and one wants to Correct. go another. Yeah. And if you can't agree, what are the rules to break the, to the relationship? Correct. So your relationships yeah. personally, yeah, you know, you, yeah. but your business... And you're better off thinking of it prior instead of being caught in the moment right now where some businesses might be, like you said, that are... Sorry, Siri. Um, um, and there's probably some businesses that are that, you know, right now they're going to have to feel the pinch and either separate, shut the doors, whatever it might look like because they weren't prepared. Um, and if it is a... And how easy is the conversation to have now? Well, not, not right now in coronavirus time, but let's just say six months ago to sit down and say, hey guys, let's just say something was to happen. What, what would we do? Yeah, so I think that's, that's really important is to when you're setting up the business, even if you can't afford it, to have all this to think through, to have a roadmap. Of totally. Kind of, if I was going to build Fort Knox around myself <laughs> and my business, <laughs> yeah. what would it look yeah. like? Yeah. Um, and how do I do Where's that? Where's the entry and exit points? Yeah. 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 How do I get yeah. in? How do I get out? Yeah. What, you know, what does it look like? So it might be, and personally and professionally, so it might be a, you know, an arrangement with your spouse or your partner yeah. You know, not that common. Maybe become more common soon. Yeah. Um, your will does ever do you have a will? Yep. Do you have a power of attorney? Yep. At the moment, you know everybody's going. You know, my parents. You know, are in their seventies. Mm. What happens if they get sick? You know, I need to help them, but I might need to make some decisions on their behalf with their banks and relationships. So, you know, th- that is something that you know people are running around going trying to get their wills in place now. So much deeper than what. Yeah, you know, it goes so far where this rolls in a business perspective and then like you said into a personal especially those, those smaller businesses as well um, which can be a little bit scary at times um, you know for you, you know, I know you sort of touched on it earlier but is there any real key tips on on what what you know, we touched on the, the, the key five things but if there were some takeaways right now and it's like hey you're listening and it's like okay cool I need some direction you know from those key five tips there's, there's key there's five keys is there anything else you would add to that or anything you want to leave the listeners with to get through this and then to also start thinking about what does the rebuild and, and then the thriving stage look like? Um, so from a business point of view, I've mentioned it a lot of times, is, yeah. is really understanding cash flow. So yeah. I think cash is king. So yeah. <laughs> just yeah. understanding that. Probably from a as a business leader is you know your ability to make decisions when you're stressed, yeah. being calm, being measured, and being empathetic to people in your business. I think that's really important, you know, communicating regularly. The, the hardest thing for people at the moment is the, the uncertainty. Mm. That, that, there's a lot of information and they're uncertain mm. as to the future. Mm. And now sometimes that's just reality because if you're in hospitality, you're probably going to be stood down at some point correct but most yeah. businesses are going to continue to trade yeah. and people are still as worried about it so yeah. as a leader and yeah. as a business owner think yeah. about the implications you of your team in that. you and your team and what you're doing and you're yeah. being consistent yeah. and transparent yeah. as much as possible yeah um yeah and then i think just looking at opportunities so when you're looking at your business at the moment there's a lot of doom and gloom um there's a lot of threats there's a lot of challenges um, 
So just think about what are the opportunities today? Where can we generate some revenue today? Totally. And looking forward, yeah. when we get out of this yeah, turmoil, yeah. whatever that <laughs> might be, where, where, what's my business going to look like then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and, you know, for all the listeners out there, if they did want, this has been awesome. Like, even I've taken a, almost a whole page of notes so far, um, you know, if they are listening, like, I need to learn more, and then they do go and get, you know, they go to that website, the Blue Rock Coronavirus page that you guys are going to set up, and then they wanted to get in touch with you. Like, how could they get in touch and learn some more? Um, yeah, so all the details, obviously, are going to be on, on the website. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm happy... You can put it, I don't know if you want my mobile number or you want my totally. email address. So yeah. um, my mobile number is, we're in Australia, so plus 61, but 0402 um, I'm happy for people to give me a call. We've been offering, you know, free sort of 20-minute calls with our clients at the moment just to awesome. sort of help navigate yeah. where yeah. they go. So, um, what that looks like. Yeah, yeah and... Um, yeah, I'll, my email address will be on the details. Awesome. Of the thing. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll definitely put in like your LinkedIn and, and your website and stuff like that for people to reach out. Um, but thanks so much for that. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners would have got a lot out of it. Uh, make sure you do leave comments and, and definitely reach out to Bruce because he's definitely, like I said, he's someone that I get to opportunity to work with. Um, and you can see the, the amount of knowledge that he has. Um, he's really useful in times like this. And it's always good to be able to call upon someone to come in and share with you guys as well. So, Make sure you uh, you look after yourself, stay safe, you know, follow the guidelines as best as possible uh, and, and look after yourself, look after your, your, your family and friends, your clients, your customers, um, definitely your suppliers as well. Keep everyone close. Uh, stay safe, most importantly, uh, and I look forward to chatting to you all soon. And obviously, thank you so much no worries. for Thanks, coming Adam. in. Thanks uh, for having me. No problem.